0: Welcome to Blinkers Off with your hosts Jared Welch and Aaron Halterman. What is up? We're you guys. You guys right? right? We're live, guys. Uh, oh. <laughs> Welcome to the whole team here
1: racing dude. Uh, we are live at the Breeders Cup here, in, uh, we'll say we're in Cincinnati. We're not really technically right at San but we are in California. What's up? Man?
0: Can hey,
2: go here? Home. Ryan, good to have you? Hello. Samich. We got the whole Ryan. team. We
1: got Samich. We got our boy, Ryan. Look at Ryan's in the house. We got the best couple. The last yeah, time we saw Ryan. True story. The
0: last time he was out here, good. right before COVID. Yeah. Pre-COVID yeah.
1: Breeders' Cup. So welcome,
0: Ryan. I cannot wait to be uh, sitting with you guys tomorrow in the press. It's crazy. Four-year wait. And wow. This, this Breeders' Cup, guys. Can you believe we are finally here? What a year. This feels like a perfect three-act structure of a year. You have had everything go wrong, and I feel like it's gonna just pull through at the end and be an amazing finish. Don't you guys? That's that's my hope sorry. I expect big things to the brand over the course of the next (laughs) couple days, right?
1: Yes. Uh, Of course, Alterman's here and you can't see, but somewhere here. There you go. Shadi. And of course yourself, you know, myself is here. as Well, so guys, welcome. And uh, what do you you guys want to talk
0: about?
1: I wanna prove we're in the same room. Oh
2: now that's, oh that's a tradition. That's a
0: tradition.
2: All right, we're all here. Yep.
1: Oh man. All right guys. Um yeah, it's hard to believe that we're here. Uh Friday tomorrow is the kick kicks off the future stars Friday. We have five Breeders' Cup races. much kicks off the B C D C tomorrow. Any uh like, you know, we'll get into the races, but any. Thoughts here, at least initially thinking, as far as uh, going into it tomorrow, or you've saved a lot of your bullets for Saturday. I'm going to go ahead and
3: jinx myself here. This is the most excited for the two days of BCBC betting I've been since I played this tournament. Hmm. I think this is one of, uh, these two cards are both absolutely wide open from a betting perspective. Last year, we, we were joking when we were at the house at Keeneland, you have five, six, seven favorites that are all going to be sub two to one. You've got a couple that are going to be sub even money. We're going to have two, maybe three of those in these two days. Yep. And so you have the opportunity to actually make some serious money with favorites. If you like a favorite at three to one, at seven to two, at four to one. And you also have the opportunity to look for a bomb because there are some really wide open races. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the Philly Turf today. That's one of the more interesting races to me because the best Europeans didn't come over. Yep. And all of a sudden there's eight, nine different horses that I think are all playable in that spot. So I love the idea that it's a significantly better betting card than we've had in the last couple of years. Now, we don't have the flight line, right? Not the like maybe Inspiral, you'd say, is that horse that's like the superstar. But because of that, it's a lot more even playing field in every one of the races. So I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend, and uh, yeah, could go win the BCBC.
2: Wouldn't you say it's a little it's not bit no, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I love it. Uh, wouldn't you say uh, it's a little bit more? You don't have to be quite as. Uh, cute with your betting you can get more cute with the horses that you use because those prices are there like you said you're, you're not going to have to get real creative betting wise
3: no and you can also like last year specifically there were some of these these back-to-back races where are gonna have sub even money favorites where you thought these are really hard horses to beat yeah you got to bet five six thousand dollar doubles to get four to one five to one this year if you pair up two seven to twos you're gonna get thirty dollar doubles yep because they're deep fields, full fields with a lot of contention, and that just makes for a lot of better betting at shots. Because if you are right in back-to-back races, you're going to get paid. And it's the same thing with the exotics here, where if you have 11 horses, you know, look at the look at the turf sprint. The favorite's nine to two, and then there's four or five to one shots. Any trifecta pays. Yep. It doesn't matter because even if it is favorite, 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 there's so many different options. You're still going to get paid on that number.
1: Uh, it's, uh, you know, and everyone, I think it's, I've noticed so much this year is just going into it is even, I mean, t- Tamara, Tamara is definitely the one that I think most people lean are leaning on. But having said that, I, every single race, whether if you love Cody's Wish or you love Songline or you love whoever, like, guarantee you'll find the equal amount of people that are saying, I'm beating horse. Yep. Yeah. And it just, you don't normally have that where. Uh, you have, like, you ever, you, there is at least a couple races, typically, I feel like, where you have, okay, we're all playing this horse. That's very clear. Like, I'd be shocked. This one, I was talking to much last night. We were texting each other, and I was like, other than tomorrow, I like, is there a race that you would just be like, oh, I cannot believe that horse lost, or won, or whatever. I don't think the guide has a single horse that's picked nope, up on top of every person. There, there's, it's, it's the first time we've ever done a guide yeah. where we have a consensus picks, and I highlighted if we have everyone across the board. Yeah. Not one. Yep. I mean, think about last year. Last year there were five.
3: Buy- yeah, out, yeah, there you were know, a
2: bunch. And yeah. so it's
1: just a very different style of betting card over the two Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, all right, guys, let's, let's not waste any time. I the people are love to hear us chat, right? But uh, we're here to talk about working up the Breeders' Cup today. We're going to give our picks for all five of the future stars Friday Breeders' Cup races, of course, all juvenile races, including the two million dollar FanDuel Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Let's go.
0: Right. I'm that's right. Ryan,
1: yeah. This what did you say what's what's you say? The the magic mic show? The, what do you say <laughs>
0: after <laughs> 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 we well,
1: yeah. got started. Um all right guys, let's take a look at I, let me bring up the race here. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. we'll start out with the grade one Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint Hey,
0: they go take it away sir.
3: race number five one million dollars got a full field of 12 with their, their three also eligible. uh Aaron yes. we talked about this mm-hmm. it's George Weaver's world and we're all just living in it in the sprint world they've got three horses in this race including Kurt Advocate and Name Mets yep uh When you handicapped this race, what did you look for? Because I know your top pick is a terrible horse, but you still ended up there. So I want to know how you got there.
2: Yeah, I knew you would hate this, and I chuckled when I made this my final pick. I got that off. Samich will roast me right off the bat uh, on this show.
1: Good post position. And he did. Yeah.
2: Well, I like number 12, committee of one. And I, I think when you look at this situation, I see so much pace in this race this year. Uh, from, from the Weaver horses that you mentioned and from some other ones, too. The thing that really surprised me is a lot of times these European horses that come over, they're not very fast out of the gate. That's not the case in this race. Uh, Big Evs is very fast. You know, No Name uh, Mets, obviously, our horse, very fast. Crimson Advocate, very fast. I think this thing's going to melt down. I almost picked give me the beat boys at 15 to one, because I do think that's one that's going to come from out of it. I kind of like that worse into the day, the 12 committee of one. I think this horse is going to be flying down the stretch. I, I don't know if he's going to get all the way up there, but I think he's going to be a double digit price. I think it's going to set up perfectly for him. It set up well for McKeelan and he won. I think it's going to have this kind of set up. Any
3: concern about five
2: prolongs? Not really. No, I, I just feel like, uh, you know, Gary, uh, just mentioned slider. I just feel like that's another one that's fast and going to get out there. And I think all these horses are solid. I think they're good horses, but I just think it's got meltdown written all over it. Not really worried about the five furlongs. Um more worried of, Hey, they just didn't come back to him.
1: Yeah. Jared, what's the trend for this race? The trend is what we've seen in the past, uh, that, that obviously a younger race and as far as, um, a lot of the races are concerned, but it, We've seen American turf speed. Like, that's just been the M.O. for this race. Now, it did kind of, we kind of uh, bunk that, I think it was last year, right? With the, or maybe last year or two years ago, one of it, it just collapsed, right? It's absolutely insanity. Mm-hmm. Now, that could happen, right? So it go? I don't know.
2: Who, who got it last? I don't even remember who got it last year. They came flying. Yeah.
1: Give me a second. I'll look it up. But, yeah, so they... So, so uh, to your point, Samich, that is why initially if you got the betting Bible and you saw the 14 trends, I kind of highlighted uh, a horse named Crimson Advocate in the race who has that speed but also has the international flavor a little bit as well. So you kind of had both – the best of both worlds with that horse that we know can go to the lead but also has that kind of – you know, one of Royal Ascot obviously is a, a United States-based horse as well. So I, kind of where I went with that one, with, with that angle – But it just, you know, I think this year, and we talked a little bit about about this earlier, we had a lot of Euros with a lot of speed this year. Not just this race. I'm talking across the board. It seems like we've seen that more and more. I like big evs. I think this is a horse that's just, and and I I fully admit, like, I went into this race not planning to pick big evs. Like, I'm going to try to beat him. And the more I watched him, I just think this horse is kind of elite. Like, I think he just has that elite speed. Um, that we're not used to seeing from those Euros. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to your original
3: thought. I, I got Crimson Advocate on top here. Uh, yeah. I love the post position from the one hole. If you look at the stats for San Diego going five furlongs, the one and two post positions, a huge advantage. His horse is speed through and through. I uh, was able to win over at Ascot. George Weaver, not someone you'd think of sending horses over there, but he was able to go over there, get the job done. Lost to Brightwork, first race at Keeneland, came back at Gulfstream, able to go gate to wire on the turf, up an 88 buyer, uh, that's the high buyer in this field going into the race yeah. and then goes and wins at Ascot and now shipping back here for this race. Uh, little concerned that we're trained up to this and didn't get any, any prep work in here, but I still think this is the fastest horse and I, I love the rail draw. So I think that's a huge edge. One European, I think is getting a little, not enough love, the six star lust, who's yeah. going to be one of the few where if you if you are, if you like committee one, if you like the horse coming from off the pace. Starloss is one of those horses that's going to be rallying late. That's a European. The Tory picks up the mount. Hey, to me, if, you, if you, this is one of those where, look, I like the one, two, and four. I'm not going for a crazy price in this race, but if, if you think it's going to collapse, then I circle price on it.
2: I like that as well, and and I think that that was kind of my deal. I had big evs on top as well uh, to get this thing started uh, when I was doing handicapping on Monday and Tuesday. And Jared, I I don't uh, dislike the pick at all, obviously, but. End of the day, I thought, you know what? I, I just kind of feel like big Ev's is probably gonna be three to one, five to two. I just felt like you know what, I'm not that confident in him, so I'm gonna go price something like Samic said. The Crimson Advocate pick makes a ton of sense as well. I, I just worry about the layoff a little bit for him. Obviously, that's all been a long time uh, since we've seen this horse, and I that is a, a worry for me. But obviously, if you can go over to Ascot and win, you're you're very good. You know, <laughs> how could you argue that, right? Uh, no Name Mets, you know, you talk about these Weaver horses, No Name Mets, and Mitz Waves, these are good horses. So I, I, you could go so many different ways. My opinion on it is you try to get a price here. But that being said, if Big Evs wins, nobody's going to be surprised.
1: By the way, it was uh,
2: Mischief Magic.
1: I don't know if we mentioned I, that. No. I, You
2: could have said a 100 names, and I wouldn't have guessed that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Applebee, uh, so. you had written, but before that, it was Twilight Cleaning, Golden Powell, Four Wheel Drive.
0: What you? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes, they uh, put that <laughs> on the bingo card. never have to like and bolts and kick things off. So a lot of speed, a lot of uh, quick American horses. And obviously, Wesley Ward up until last year rattled off three straight um, wins of this race. So that was a yeah. good trend in itself. But uh, out of the five races, we, and, 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 like, we can go as we go. We kind of mention it. Like, you, which, which one do you feel like has got the most upside for a huge payout? If people are saying like, okay, I'm playing the whatever the big five, or maybe I'm looking to take a, a shot with one, which race is it this one or is it maybe the juvenile turf? Like Philly's turf?
2: I think it's I think the juvenile Phillies turf and this one would be second.
3: Yeah, I would agree with Aaron, but this would be my this is my least uh, Powerful opinion, right? Well, like I, agree I agree country. with that. If, I agree with that. If we rank these yeah. races one to five in confidence, this would be my my lowest confidence. And
2: point. that's why I didn't pick the favorite. You yeah. just said yeah. it better than I said it just a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. we're used to that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, so Let's... That, we'll, after we do a little talk here, we'll, any, any comments, uh, give me. A okay, now you, guys just jump, you just jump in, Ryan, or Chad, if you have a, a comment that people want to. you think people want to know. But okay, we'll run through after we do a, a race, we'll just kind of final pick. Crimson Advocates.
2: Uh, Where we go, committee of one,
1: and I got the four big F's. All um, right, let's go to the next race here, which is Samage. We're going to the Breeders' Cup, Juvenile Phillies, going to mile 16th over the main track. Two million dollar purse, two year old Phillies. Very <laughs> well. I mean, you know what? This is what I co host should be like. All right. Like <laughs> <gonna take
0: notes. laughs>
1: right. Uh, right, we got a, we got a large field here, field of 13. Uh, and listen, that we talked about the races, you're least confident, most confident on Friday. One well, has to be the the one you're most confident in, right? I mean, uh, number seven, Tamara Mandela, Mike Smith, four to five, John, our good friend John White, uh, instilled this horse to four to five. I think it's the lowest odds of the of the two yep. days on the is. morning line. I mean, it's it, the question mark behind her is is, is, is as simple as is she going to go two turns? I mean, that's really the only question mark because if you just base her off of what we've seen, they she doesn't the rest of them don't compare to her. Yeah, She doesn't need the lead, no. so you don't have to worry about her getting
3: getting cooked. Um, the question is two turns, but uh, the holder never had any issues She's going two turns now. The port, both the world, so you would think that that's not going to be a problem here. Uh, she gets tactical speed, so she shouldn't get a bad trip. The post isn't bad, and it's not a great group of Phillies. like this. There's no world beaters in here outside of her, like it's not one of those spots where. You know, we'll talk about the Colts a little bit later. Much deeper contention in that race. To me, this is a two-horse race. It's tomorrow and it's candy. Uh, you pick your order, you play cold, and you you hope you get six to one on it. I, under,
2: I mean, I understand that people might want to try to beat her, kind of a balloon of price. Uh, that That's a strategy for sure. I'm not going to talk people off trying to beat her. But, you know, I, I sat here and watched replays of all these horses all, all week long, and I don't see – that she's going to lose, it's just that simple. And again, I told Shadi earlier, I said, I'd be pretty surprised if she lost, but I'm pretty surprised a lot in this game. Right. And so that's just what it is, but she looks a lot better than everybody else in this field. I just really love how the horse was able to kind of turn it off, sit behind another horse last time out and just get away from him. look, a lot of people are making the thing about the two turns. Here's the deal. If she had tried a two turn race already, and didn't run very well in it, then I'd be with you. But when they haven't done it, you don't know if they're going to like it or if they're not going to like it. And to Savage's kind of point, uh, there's nothing in the breeding that says the source can't get two turns. And we were talking to John White a little bit earlier in the week, and John kind of pointed out, as good as she's been, the breeding kind of says she's going to be better going two turns. And so I know going two turns for the first time, that is a tough one, and I don't want to bet a favorite doing something for the first time. I get all those things, and yeah, I'm not going to talk you, try to talk you off of it. For me, my money's gonna be on the seven. That's the single for me in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you guys pretty much have said it all. I mean, you know, daughter of obviously uh, beholder, Mandela trained uh, her mom as well. And so it's kind of cool that she looks a lot like her. Um, and to me, it's like this was such a replay type of race for me. When I when I went through and handicapped and, and looked at them all and really then I watched her and the debutante was like, Oh. See, that's – she runs a little different. You know, we talked a little bit about this on the airplane. It was like, okay, well, maybe – like, maybe she's – like, who knows? Like, Candy could definitely be a good one. Um, But when you look – these look like juvenile fillies, And Tamara looks a little bit like 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 an elite horse. You know, like, she just Mm -hmm. looks a little bit ahead of what these horses are right now. Now, I'm not personally concerned about the distance because kind of like you alluded to – she doesn't need to leave, you know. And sometimes I think when you have a horse, that speedy horse, sometimes that can kind of sneak up on them, especially when they're trying for the first time against good horses that have, have ran that far before. With her, you know, drew, drew, you know, right in the middle, kind of can sit outside some of some speed if she needs. And I, I just, Mike Smith uh, has ridden her both starts, riding her here, works her in the mornings. I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I kind of wish Somage here. I think it's as simple as, okay, I can't play her to win. She's four to five. I get it. But if you play her, if it's not candy, for me, it's candy. But if it's not candy, play her cold with someone else underneath and just say, OK, tomorrow is the horse. Like, forget her. She's up. that. She's, we got that one. Who's going to finish best of the rest? And then play it that way.
2: Yeah, I think the draw really helped her, like you said. And I think it hurt uh, a horse like just FYI, which is a horse I kind of liked. I kind of thought maybe that horse could pull a little bit of an upset. I don't know from the 12 hole. That's pretty tough Uh, going two turns for juveniles. I mean, that's, that's a really tough post. So the 12 kind of got hurt by it. I don't think the post kills candy, the one, but I don't think it's ideal. Right. I don't think that's where she wants to be.
3: No, she doesn't want to be buried on the inside, especially coming from off it. So you're going to sit probably fifth or seventh on the rail around the first turn. And that's, it's a lot of work to do for a two year old because they need to either find their way through the rail, which is difficult, or they need to swing way wide, which is going to cost you ground. And mm-hmm. tomorrow's going to have to jump on you. So it makes it tough for her to be able to really get the right trip to beat a better horse than her because she would need to have a better trip than tomorrow to be able to do that. And without showing a lot more speed early, I don't see how she's going to pull that off. Um, let's talk about okay, we all like tomorrow, right? We all like Candy is mm-hmm. up there as well. Mm-hmm. Who's the price? Because you got to round this out in some way with a price. I've got one. We'll start with you. Ryan. Who do you like?
2: I like number eleven, Life Talk. I actually put that horse in third. I kind of like, you know, I kind of liked her going into the last race. She did not run all that well in last time out. But Irad stays aboard here. Another one I don't love the post, but I do think this horse will kind of take back, make a run. I think that horse at twenty to one can hit, can definitely hit the board. So I like Life Talk, the eleven.
1: Sure. Uh, I kind of went back and forth, but I ended up last night kind of. The, the more I dove into it, I, I thought the uh, the six um the more I watched that one, I thought, you know what, that's a horse that I think Mark Glatt trained, um, you know, eight to one on the morning line, probably not going to get a ton of action either. You know, it's rattled off uh, two of the last three wins and a nice win last out in the Chandelier. Um, just a horse that I think like one of the, you, you saw that when that mile 16th race really looked good going that distance and has one from kind of stalking the pace has one, um, you know, going gate to wire and obviously has a win over the track. So to me, that's a horse, kind of a, a horse for course
3: type horse. Yeah. yeah when I'm hunting prices, give me inside speed. I'm going to go to Jody's pride. Yeah. Jorge Abreu, Flavian Pratt stays on the mount. Horse went gate-to-wire both of the starts. Both of them taken off the turf. It kind of decided, okay, we're going to deal with the dirt here. American of a scat daddy mare, the horse should have no problem getting two turns. And who says she can't get loose? To me, that's that's the big argument, right? Mm-hmm. If she's able to get to the, inst- the, the rail first, everyone backs off. And all of a sudden, she's going, you know, 23, 48. She can get brave. Uh, so I'll,
1: I'll go with the two Joyce Priders, 15-to-1. And I also, like, I don't, like, I, the 12-to-1 on Brightwork is it's crazy it's crazy yeah it is because i i I really i think i mean that that race from her last time was so bad it's almost unbelievably
2: bad i don't know that the 12 to 1 is all that crazy because bb's dream came back out of that race didn't do anything next time out as well so i think people might be looking at it as a situation of that just wasn't a very good race i'm with you boys though it was too bad to believe from her she's better than that I think you're going to get it. I think you're going to get it. If we
1: get it, I mean, to okay. me, she's a really good horse to play underneath. I don't. I mean, no, yeah. I don't. I, I'd be fairly shocked if she won. Um, but I good exotic yeah, horse. I noted, you did a, did yeah, I the second
0: or third. Yeah, so I noted that Irad hopped off her. So I was like, oh, great. <laughs> I, right, <laughs> but sorry, but underneath them,
3: I'm, never... I'm interested to see where she sits. I think that was mm-hmm. a big issue in that 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 Alcibiades where she. Was close to a 23 and four pace. Yeah. I don't think she wants to be close to a 23 and four pace going that long. I think I, she wants to be mid pack, maybe even five, six lengths off it, and then rally into it where she can use her sprinter speed late to be able to try and catch them versus trying to use her speed early and then hang on. I, it feels like that was the wrong tactics there.
2: I think day. you're right. I think you're absolutely right. And, I, you know, she just sometimes, you listen, they're two year olds. Sometimes they just don't run very well. You kind of have to be forgiving this time of year of horses that are in these type of races. I mean, they run a couple of times, something happens. They're not really used to maybe like no. you, maybe it was the pace. Maybe she just had a little something going on with her. She could bounce back. I think the biggest kind of, again, the biggest issue is that race is, it just kind of fell apart with when Vivi's dream ran so bad. I think everybody's disregarding it. So yeah, I, she's not for me, honestly, but I get it. I mean, you could make, you could make a case uh, for a, a lot worse horses. Let's put it that way.
1: You know, the 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 trend here is that this is not a race typically that's been won by post time favorites. However, when it ha- when it, it has happened, it's happened twice in the last eleven years. Those horses were named Echo Zulu mm-hmm. and Songbird. So one good horse. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, oh, Echo it's, Zulu. That's right? fire. It's that's fire to yeah. um, <laughs> not <at> Songbird. The <laughs> point a the, the point of that <laughs> is is well, when they when they are elite like those two are. Yeah. It's not an issue of favorite, of a cheap favorite or something winning the race. To me, tomorrow fits that bill.
2: It's with Echo Zulu. One of the reasons she won so easily, there was a field. It was a field of six, don't and she was you, the only other speed. Don't
3: you slander hidden connections?
2: Come on. Man. I mean, that's a thing. Like that was like the second choice, not oh, the yeah. third choice. The Brad Cox horse was yeah. the second choice. But anyway, you know, and it's is what it is. I mean, that she she faced a pretty easy field and had a pace advantage. But I mean, um, yeah, it's. Look, I, I don't know. I to me, like I, I all I can really do as a handicapper is watch replays of the horses and handicap them. And I'm, I'm sorry, she just looks a lot better than these horses.
1: All right. Cold try to close it out. Oh gosh. Uh on spot. I'll go seven one. Seven one with whatever's just justified. Uh twelve. Seven one twelve.
2: Yeah, seven one eleven for me. Seven one two. All right. There you go. Um, and by the way,
1: like, comments are flying in. You love it. Keep them coming. Um, we are very serious tonight. I think it's kind of coming across. One, we haven't been drinking all that much. No. Uh, we just kind of got started with that. And two, we're fired up, man. It's the Breeders' Cup. Um, you know, our bets have not won or, or lost yet. Man. <laughs> so, um,
2: so We're all filled we're, with hope. We're very hopeful yeah. at the
1: moment, right? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um, it's, been a, it's been a tough week, right, with, with some of the things that have been coming about with the issues and... And we're just trying to, you know, enjoy that we're here and uh, that we have some serious racing to talk about because this is uh, this is what we live for every every year is the Reader's Cup. It's great to have everyone together. So moving on, number seven,
3: the great one, Reader's <laughs> Cup, Juvenile Phillies Turf, $1 million going the mile on the
1: turf course for two-year-olds. Oops. Wow. You know what? The voice is getting better with each one. Uh, all right. This one might be the one, right, guys? This is, this oh, is... real quick, confidence
3: rating on the last race. One to five, five being your most confident. Five. five,
2: five for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah it's hundred. the best bet. I
1: mean, well, oh, no, no, it's,
3: it's not the, the most. Best bet. It's most likely it's the most likely win. Okay,
1: okay. Jared, okay. <laughs> Jared is three to five shots. <laughs> well, okay,
2: three
3: to
1: tomorrow. All right. Uh, so, confidence three on here, five um, or one on um, which? What this race? Th- oh, the this th- is my favorite betting race of tomorrow. Well, it's gotta be because every horse in this race feels seemingly playable. Um, even like horse, like hard to justify it, it, it looks decent, right? It's six to one. I mean, every horse in this race is a price. I mean, even like a logical, and I say logical because it's going to be, you know, tough to get one home. But like a, you know, three over six or something. Mm-hmm. What's the exact pick? That exacto pace, chalk
3: is 32 bucks. Easy.
1: Yeah. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Because there's so many options. So you blow your mind if you go back and look at past... Even races were like that was way logical. The exact exactem I pay fifteen bucks. Yeah. You no, know, like fifteen to one on that. So you the payouts are there. You kind of alluded to that earlier, Haltman. the payouts are there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you have to go twenty to one underneath in every race. I mean, you can mm-hmm. you can get there by by playing logical horses. You just got to get you know the right combo there. So, Sanj, thoughts yeah. on this one? You want me to bury the leader? You want me to just go right to the hole here? <laughs> bury it. <laughs>
3: Uh, this race is wide open, and, and it's this is one of those like so. turf races, Breeders Cup. I always look at European horses first. This is a weak group of Europeans coming in here. I think that's important to point out right out of the gate. I'm not saying they're bad horses. I'm saying this isn't the A team, right? This is this is the B team. This is the C team that's coming over from Europe, which means mm-hmm. the U.S. horses and the North American horses have legitimate shots to be able to win this race. And, and to me, there's like literally five or six North American horses that I think can compete. I ended up with a price here and I, I felt like this is a great race to go price hunting. I went with Lownay, the four horse, 15 to one on the morning line. This is a horse that Madagat privately bought off of that group three last time against the boys, by the way, yeah. note that that was against the boys, not
1: we're back. Maybe I'll be back. Can you hear it? Someone give us a little, uh, a little alert here. If good. Yeah, yeah.
2: Good.
1: yeah, this, uh, so the long story short, we got here earlier, uh, so much was having issues with streaming the game. We're like, "Oh shit!" Seems like it was working well. We were on a roll, and then yeah, there you go. So love the. Uh, you, you never know. You, you, when you, mic, you, uh, you get an Airbnb. Okay, yeah. Usually, the internet's not bad, yeah. but uh, all right, there we go. Let's go because uh, you, know, you don't
2: know what is going to go out again. <laughs> okay, Mike likes the four in this race. I'll I play. like
1: the four Launay. Loves it. I, I'm going to tell you guys the reasons he listed were spectacular. The first take was the best take. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, I it's it's worth
3: uh, playing. So she's gonna like the firm turf, chipping in, facing the boys. Now it's the girls. Winner, fifteen to one. All right. Who
1: do you like?
2: Carlos way. I like Carlos way. I, I think it's a, a little bit more of the boring pick, but I, I do think the price is gonna be pretty good there. I don't I don't know that we're gonna hit six to one. Might be four to one or five to one, but I think about everybody's gonna be right around that as far as Carlos way and Porta Fortuna horses like that so i I really like carla's way a lot i think she's going to be tough i mean i think she's coming in this race really really solid yeah one of the two europeans i think
3: is going to factor into it uh porta fortuna actually beat her a couple races back i think that's the other really big european coming in here uh it's o'brien horse ocean murphy flying over to ride this one won a great one last time out i think that's the big threat
1: from europe yeah, and so Kevin brings up a good point. I do like this horse quite a bit. Number uh where is that? The all of the outside. The, the post the uh, 14 post for less havots, votes I don't know. Um who beat your horse. I, I I mean the post to me was enough to kind of back off a, a tad. Um but man, I, I do think this horse this horse has been running against good horses, been running well. Um I think at that price, you're going to get every bit of that eight to one based off of uh, kind of the other horses in the race, and so that's a live long shot for me. I do like the three on top here, uh, Buju, I guess, for Ballard and Mer- Garcia. That's a horse that I kind of—I'll be honest—like when I went into handicapping this race, I did not necessarily have like highlighted as this is going to be one I'm going to pick. Um, but the more I watch this race or watch this horse, you know, got back, got to the turf three three starts ago. Didn't have, didn't debut very well on it. And he came back, won really nicely the main special weight at Churchill Downs. And then last time out, won the Jesuit in grade two. And has done it just with ease, really, just kind of cruised by. This is obviously going to be a class hike, but I like the way this horse is coming into the race. Yeah, I think she's got a big shot. I mean, we
3: mentioned I, I mentioned I thought there were multiple North American horses. I think she's a player in there. I, I think Galibrand is one of those that's looking to bounce back off that race. Was the favorite in that spot, and I'm getting 12 to 1. That's a heck yeah. of a price on that horse. Uh, she feels pretty. The 11 horse for Sherry DeVoe. I, I think looked looks phenomenal up uh, yeah. at Woodbine. And the the question is, is that Woodbine form going to transfer over? Um, and if you think so, that's your best North American horse. If she runs back to that race, she's going to be really, really tough to beat. Um, on list pivots, uh, that race specifically to back where she beats Luang, Lu, uh, Lowne, uh That was one of the two heavy Luang?
2: races. That, that the track yeah. was
3: heavy that day, and one of my key yeah. parts of Luanne is she wants the firm turf.
2: Well, sorry to interrupt, but one thing you have to you have to keep in mind: those turf courses get wildly different when it comes to the to the weather. And like he just said, not all races are created equal over there. They run in some pretty poor conditions. And when that happens, you do get the weird results like that. Yeah.
1: This has been the, easily the most dominant turf race of the two days for Americans. We've won 12 of 15 runnings. Um, I don't really know why that is. Juvenile, like why the juvenile for the uh, uh, ter- juvenile turf is so dominant with Euros. If you look at the Phillies, it's completely dominant for the for the U.S. I don't even know why. That. I mean,
2: it doesn't make sense, but.
1: Twelve to fifteen, that to me is enough of a trend there. So how many were four. Chad Brown's? Uh good question. Five. Yeah. So Chad Brown has won this race more than Europeans or North Americans the last sixteen years. Five of the twelve have been five of the five of the twelve US victories have yeah. been from Chad Brown.
2: And what about Hard to Justify? Who is the Chad Brown here?
1: So, and that's one that I honestly thought kind of went into the race, kinda of thinking, okay, that'd be one I might pick. Um I you know, I liked her in that last race. I d don't know that she my my issue with her is that this is a horse who's not been the favorite. It wasn't like she was like, oh, this is the horse, you know, one of those like dominant. I feel like she has kind of exceeded the expectations, and it kind of gets into this race kind of by, well, I mean, she keeps winning, so and I, again, like she could very well win, mm-hmm. but I don't love like I don't have the confidence in like a lot of Chad Brown's horses that he's brought here.
3: Yeah, yeah, I um, she was seven to one. Right in the Miss Guerrilla, yep, yeah, and she's six to one tomorrow. Yep, and she broke from the one post in the Miss Guerrillo and had a perfect trip. She's breaking from the twelve post yep. tomorrow. Yep, uh, to me, it's just the price is wrong, right? Like if 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 she, if she was even money in that race and broke from the outside and won, okay, we can talk about this price. But the trip is going to be worse. That race wasn't that fast. Yep, uh, the post is significantly worse today than it was that day, and she wants to be forwardly placed. It's not easy to win at Santa Anita going a mile when you're going into that turn really quickly when you're all the way on the 12th post in forwardly place. There's no chance she gets the rail. There's no chance she saves grounds either turn. She has to be the best horse by lengths to win from that post. And the price doesn't give me doesn't dictate that that trip.
2: You're right.
1: Yeah, it's just, to me again, it's like, cheaper, like
2: what she like would be shocked if
1: you won. Absolutely
3: not.
2: No, like, I, yeah.
1: I'm not saying that. I just. And Based off, off of you're taking a price regression, yes, and you're happy she did, and everything went perfect for her that day. And it's exceptionally more difficult today.
3: Oh. I mean, it's like tougher field, worse post, worse price. Right. That's okay. a bad
1: combination. Yep. So, all right. So this is uh, easily the toughest race of the of the five Breeders' Cup races, uh, at least as far as like, it's a great race because there's so much to pick from, right? And if you're playing the sequence, say you're playing the pick, the pick five of the Breeders' Cup races. Um, this to me is one like you like, especially with tomorrow in the last race say you go there and then you got the Euros you got Muth or whoever you like in that race and then you got the Euros in the next one you could potentially go like si- single this one two or three two maybe even nice. the, so you single next race all right well there you go Let's we'll get to it. that one but this is the race right you gotta go you gotta spread yeah i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna play a press pick five so five dollar pick five
3: i'm going three deep in that here. i'm going four six eleven those are the three horses i think are the most logical winners uh, but it's also the deepest i'm gonna go in that ticket because I, I do think you need some coverage in here and it, as long as you get through this leg If you're pressing through, you're going to make some money. If I'm going to 50 center here, yeah, this is probably going to be my five or six-horse leg. I mean, it's just because I I want it to be deep. However, I have a 15-to-1 on top, so I'm also going to get aggressive on some tickets and single the four because it gives me a massive advantage in pick four, pick five, and pick six tickets if I have a 15-to-1 single it allows me to spread around. And if I can beat tomorrow and I have the
1: four single, I'm in line for a big payday. All right, so to recap, Samich, so you like the four, Aline, Laune, 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 not Laleen. Uh Ultimately, you've got the nine, Carlos Way, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. And give me the three, how do you say, is it Buku, Bucu, Bucu, Achoo, Bucu. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's actually Pikachu's fat, oh, I did not know that. In fact, I don't believe you. All right, so you're up. Raise eight, Samich. So oh, Oh, come on! Come on! Where's the boy? say? Oh, the Grade One Breeders' Cup Juvenile
3: going the mile and sixteenth over the dirt course. purse, two million dollars for two-year-olds,
1: colts, males, steeds. No, okay, great, thank you. Uh, what's, what's I didn't know how long you, you were going to go with that one. All right, we got a field of eleven uh, lined up here. You you kind of alluded to uh, you could single in this one. You know. Price is galore. I mean, no matter who you like in here, you're going to get your price. Seven to two on Lock. Four to one on Timberlake. Six to one on Fierceness, which is probably um, the wild card of the race, considering how bad he, how good he was on debut, how bad he was last time out. Uh, of course, Prince. Of, you got the three bappers in here. Prince of Monaco wind me up, and both. You know, this is a. This is one of those races uh, that just who do you like? Take your pick. Take the price, right? You, whoever you like. No matter who you pick. In this race, it's playable, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were talking about this earlier. It's um,
3: this kind of feels like bowl season in college football. It kind of feels like March Madness in basketball. Yeah, you pick a conference, and you it, you're on it in this spot. You've got yeah, seven of the top contenders coming out of three separate preps. Um, you've got the Breeders' Futurity, of Keeneland locked, and the Wine Steward came out of that race. Wind Me Up and Muth both come out of the Grade One American Pharaoh, The Champagne has Timberlake has locked and uh, Timberlake, or general partner. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, Timberlake and uh, Fierceness all coming out of it. Those seven horses coming out of three prep races really define your handicap. What prep race do you think was best? And then Prince of Monaco is the wild card who did not compete in any of those but beat Mooth too bad. So you're you're in my mind when you get in these spots, you're going to see these horses run together again. Mm-hmm. It's which race was fastest, which race did you think produced the best horses? That's the way to attack exotics in these spots, because you're rarely going to see an interweaving of those three races and the winner of this race and the second-place finisher of this race. No, it's usually going to be the first and second-place finisher of the race will run 1-2 or run 1-3. You may get one horse in the middle there. So it's all about analyzing what prep you like the
1: most here leading into this race.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, I think that makes it very interesting. And as far as much prep you like, it does get a little bit blended when you have a horse like Prince of Monaco who, you know, beat Moot, but then we haven't seen since. And what, you know, what does that horse, or I mean, hasn't faced him since that, that race and kind of, these horses are so tricky as a two-year-old. You kind of alluded to it Altman, with the, with the Phillies. It's like a lot can change in one race with these Phillies, a lot, or, or these juveniles, more so than we you see with as they're older, you know, because they're more developed and more established with these he can do something funky in one race, and the next race, well, we saw it with Moose. Look at how different of a horse he looked in his last start versus the way where Prince of Monaco beat him. And that purely was just him kind of figuring out his shit, right? Yep. And, that, and that can happen overnight, seemingly, with these two-year-olds. So sometimes I think, well, I, like what I like my handicap, it's like don't always look at it like, okay, and that's what makes Fiericest, by the way, kind of just completely a wild card. Because you're like, well, that was almost too bad to believe. And the we first know he's talented. Good to believe. Exactly. Like, so where's he at? Yeah. And, and what's going to show up? Like, when is the talent going to show up? Is it, does he not, did he quit last time because of the slop? Did he quit because he didn't get to the lead? Well, it's
3: interesting because with that horse, wins by 11 lengths on debut. And that was in the slop, comes back. I know, right? City Light, Colt, you know, you think. Yeah. Isn't, isn't yeah. very good in the Champagne. You're like, oh, I'm going I'm to completely cross out because that race was in slop. Well, guess what? The second and third place finishers both came back to win. hmm they did it on fast tracks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, are you sure you're really ready to just kind of dismiss that performance because of the yeah. champagne?
2: Well, I, I think with him, he's just he's like bright work, right? Maybe just like maybe he's sliders. just kind of yeah, just like yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna try to ignore it and hope he gets back there and and gets it done that way. You know, and goes back to that and Jared talked about it at the very first of the year. Bu that was the horse that Fletcher liked the best, and now and, and locked was in that same race. The Bu was in up at Saratoga. And BU was able to beat Locks. BU has done nothing really since. Locks has come back to win a maiden and a, a stakes. They never really know, you know, until they actually get out there on the track and do it. Yeah, I mean, Matt, uh, Magic Sam as you were talking about, uh, you know, analyzing the prep races, and that's why I fell on Timberlake, the four horse. Uh, do I think the Champagne was that, that strong of a race from the, people, from the horses behind him? No, not really. But I think Timberlake looked about as good as anything, if not better. I do. I love how he tucked behind horses. I love how he waited patiently and I love how out, he just dominated the race. So I I thought his replay was the most impressive. I wasn't a hundred percent impressed with Locke. I was blocked. I was fairly impressed, but I, I could not get all the way with him. Didn't want to take him as the favorite. I can't get a read on the two Bathursts. I'm just gonna admit it. I just can't.
3: So it's ever like no concern. Best race in the slop hasn't gone two turns yet?
2: No, none. The
3: two turns thing scares me with Timberlake. It's one of my – I also think that was the worst of the three preps.
2: I can't sit here and say Tamara doesn't scare me going two turns, but Timberlake does. It's just – it is what it is. The, I mean, the
1: Champagne hasn't hasn't typically been a race to produce a juvenile type of Never so. had a Breeders' Cup winner coming out of a Belmont at Aqueduct race.
2: That's true. Well, <laughs> no, we have such a long, you know, though, but, horses <laughs> to look at it. and here's the deal. I get it. Good magic ran in the champagne. He came out here and won. I, I mean, it was a Belmont. Then, though. I, that is true. <laughs> but oh, geez, what I'm is saying that, is it's, these, if it, if it was never in a 100 year, or, well, 30, 40 years, I guess, Breeders' Cup that it's happened, then, okay, it's never. But it has happened. Yeah. It's not like it's impossible. Um, Look, I I really – I don't take it, oh, they, they ran in the Champagne, so he can't win. I just look at their replays. He looked like the best horse on the replays. I, I readily admit if Muth wins, not going to be shocked at all. Prince of Monaco, not going to be shocked at all. Even locked, I wouldn't be shocked. But, again, I just thought Timberlake looked best on the replays. I think he's going to get the perfect trip. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be tough to hold off. So one of the more interesting
1: trends of, uh, that I that I uncover each year of, of this year is, and, again, it's, and frankly, it's been this way you know uh, for many years. Is six of the last seven. The only horse not in that is Corniche. Um, that juvenile winners have been yeah. entered. I say that yeah. say that very specifically entered in the Kentucky Derby the next year. You yeah. know, obviously yeah. Forte was entered and then had to scratch. But the point of that is is you typically see the winner of this race not be the horse that's like been great up until now, but the horse that you believe is gonna be that very strong three-year-old into the dirt. You know, Halterman, you even said it back you know, in like, uh, last year, mm-hmm. about Forte. Well Forte strikes me as a horse that's gonna run really, really well here and this and he's gonna fizzle out. He kind of did exactly that, right? And so it's more about – it, and, it, and it works the same way backwards. Like not necessarily a horse that – like Prince of Monaco. Maybe not the horse that's like won every race and looks good. It's like – but you really think he's going to go to the derby and be awesome in the derby? Yeah. Maybe not. So maybe it's more like – maybe you think Timberlake is. Or maybe you think Locked is going to be that horse for Pletcher. Whatever it is, I, I think class wins this race more than anything in like future class.
0: I
2: just don't know who that is. Well, that is that's that is the bad. thing. Like, yes, it, it, it's it's it, probably true, but this 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 field, whether you get it right or wrong, I usually have a good feeling going into this race, right? Uh, I, I just do. And again, you might get it like Cave Rock. I got it wrong last uh, last year, but I had a good feeling going in. I don't have any kind of a feel for these horses. I I just. You know the slop does kind of confuse things up in New York, but it it also doesn't mean you got to just throw them all out. I mean, they couldn't control that it rained that day. I know a lot of people look at Loft and look how he won the British for Charity and think that looked a lot like Forte. I mean, it, it looked like it, but you rewatch the race, it's like I don't know that he has that brilliant turn of foot. I think he's more of a grinded out type.
3: Yeah, hot take. The uh, Wine Steward was the better horse in that race. I, I thought that was a tougher trip. I know. Locked had to go wide. The Wine Steward was stuck on the rail, and it's really hard as a two-year-old, first time going two turns, to be buried on the rail both turns and then still be able to make a push. Yeah. The Wine Steward responded really well when Lock got by. I thought Lock got just dis- I'm sorry. The Wine yeah. locked Lock responded really well when the <laughs> Wine Steward got by on the inside. I kind of feel like the Wine Steward stopped running a little bit too. And then when Locke re-rallied, he tried to push back and couldn't get it done. I thought the last was going to battle back in that thing. I, I, if you're using one, you should be using both. I think I think the price on the one is better than the price on lock if you're, if you're going to go for one of the two. I feel like I can separate the Bafferts. And I know that mm-hmm. was one of your things where like, you weren't sure how to, how to figure them out. I think Moots a Monster. I really do. And I, like When you look at Good Magic and what Good Magic did as a two-year-old, he sprinted, he wasn't that great. Then he goes a mile, then yeah. he goes two turns, that's where he excelled. Mooth sprinted and was phenomenal, and then tried to sprint again and went way too fast early with a horse that doesn't necessarily want the lead. And Prince of Monaco, who, by the way, bred to be a sprinter or a miler, goes right by, going six furlongs. Mooth goes two turns for the first time, mm-hmm. professional, race, blows by. And I realize Wind Me Up may not be a great horse, might be a pretty good horse. Hey, at least he's in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, but Moose like, makes him look like he's standing still It doesn't completely get asked. The $2 million son of good magic out of Uncle Mo Mayor. The extra distance is definitely a positive. Now you're getting second out routing here, second time going two turns, all the tactical speed in the world,
1: the ability to pass horses, doesn't need an inside trip to be draw, successful. you outside here. <laughs> i yeah. get a draw going to draw any pace and inside to sit off of it. He showed that last time. Moose is single to me. If you're, if you're pressing, like, at four to one, I think it's a great win bet.
3: Like, I – I think this is the best horse in this race. I think this is the best horse going two turns. Mm-hmm. I think the American Fair was the best prep race of the three. To me, that just flatters Muth even more. So I,
1: I'm all over the tenure. Well, hey, you know what? I'll piggyback off that because I went into it.
2: <laughs> I, I, I went into that. That's your honest. boy, Bobby B. I went into
1: that uh, <laughs> on and the more I got it, watched the race, and the more I like analyzed it, but, you know
2: what? Muth
1: might just be a monster. Mm-hmm. And so I went completely changed course. Put Mood back on top. Yeah. And honestly, to what you were kind of saying a second ago, Samich, I even got a little bit talked into to wind me up a little bit. Underneath. Now, from an underneath perspective. If I really like that much mood maybe, and, I, and I, I think I like Prince of Monaco the least out of the three in terms of this race. So i kind of like, well, maybe that horse kind of sets some fractions and holds on and tries to get a piece of it. So there's this turf trainer in New York.
3: Okay, his name's Chad Brown. Don't know if you've heard of him, <laughs> but every now and then in grade one races, he enters a couple horses and one of them makes the lead and then sticks around for a really long freaking time. Yeah. That's kind of what Bob Baffert's doing here. Yeah. And wind me up is the horse is going to make the lead and he will do it with reckless abandon because Baffert has two other horses in the race. <laughs> yeah. He could stick around well, for a really long sure. time here. Yeah. yeah. I,
2: I agree. I agree with that. I, I'm here's, I guess here's the problem. I'm, I'm kind of out on the two. I just couldn't get there with, I think the tens of monster. I think he's good. I just, I'm not sure he's that good. That's where I was at. And end of the day, but are I, you sure you, you, are you sure
3: noted is that good? Are you sure Locke is that good? Are you sure wine Stewart? Is well,
2: that's that good? just it. No. And, 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 listen, I think Muth will end up being the favorite. That's my prediction. So I didn't want to take him as the favorite, sure. but right. he may not be. This is such a, the four top horses are so just like, even. I thought it was going Monaco. And it might be, it might be him as well. And that, and if it is, I guess the thing is if I'm sitting there and it's one minute to post and it's Timberlake who's three to one, I'm I'll be pissed off. I yeah. kind of was like, I think he's just as good. If not a little bit better than those horses. And I'm pretty confident he's not going to be the favorite
3: now, right now overseas locked three to one move three well, and a half to one prince of monaco timberlake
2: four to one. so very well could be locked and i'm wrong I, I, again i'm not i'm not saying i know it's crazy i would have thought Mooth would be the favorite no, no, but.
0: it's fine listen to me I, just as a fan like you guys mm-hmm. know i'm just i love this stuff what i love about Mooth. Is he's the one horse out of his whole field to me that like before he debuted there was talk like he's one of those ones maybe yeah and he lost one race yeah and like and so that happens and he didn't like get his you know it wasn't like oh he's horrible he lost and he, he came second back, <laughs> he came back and kicked ass yeah and so look i totally get it. he might like i know what you mean aaron like there's yeah. a chance he's not like american fair i mean no one's saying that yeah but what's exciting is this race is sort of a mess that's what i'm hearing here And, like, then you go, well, do I really want to go with, like, get rid of this one horse who's done, like, nothing wrong. He came in second. Yeah. So, I'm excited because tomorrow, what's exciting about this race is if a horse just, like, blows this field away, we might have a monster on our hands. And if that monster is someone, it's probably locked or moved to me. Or, you know, Timberlake, too, I guess you can make a case, Aaron. Yeah. So, I get where you guys are all coming from. Well, you got
1: Mm -hmm. Brad Cox. You got Todd Fletcher. You got Bob Baffert. Being one of those, the horse you just mentioned, we're, we're a do something special tomorrow. Then all of a sudden it's like, wow. And to your point, you're right. Like I think I think the, what happens. The was, other two were Chad Brown and Mike Baker. What <laughs> yeah.
0: Happened,
1: yeah. But which by the way I have a comment about uh, the Chad Brown. Um is that I think that it's almost like when the expectations like, well this yeah. this kid can't do anything wrong. Then you, you're like, oh whoa, he lost? Like he must not be very good now. And then it's like so I think maybe we went too high on him, then he lost and then you're like, okay, well maybe he's not good at all. And then, so then maybe we went too far, um, as far as the hate on him, and now so maybe it needs to even out a little bit. But I, I think he is uh, in here with a huge shot. I yeah. think he might be. I mean, I won't. I'll kind of. I'll be the middle ground. I think he might be a monster.
2: Well, I don't think you have to be a. I don't think you have to be a middle. I, I don't think, I don't think you have to be. I'm not. I'm not yeah. necessarily arguing that he's not. I'm just saying. I just. I can't decide. I can't figure it out. I think, at, I think there were parts of that race where he sits off of it. He looked a lot more mature. He looked a lot more for lack of a better way. He was kind of smarter about it. Right. About his approach. Any, I don't know. It's just for the at the end of the day, I didn't think he finished up just fantastic. But again, he's an improving horse. That was his first time going two turns. All the things you say, I guess what I'm saying is if he wins by six, I'll be like, I'm not, that's not surprising. Yeah. If he's second or third, it's like, I'm not that surprised. And again, I, like I said, some t- most years you go into this, like with a cave rock, where last year I think we thought he was going to win pretty easily and he didn't. That surprised me. Yeah. If this horse doesn't win, it's not going to be that big of a surprise. If that two, makes sense.
3: We got two questions in the comments, which are both pleasure related. So let's talk real quick about the three pleasure yeah. entries. One, uh, why is the 11 not running in the turf? I think that's a great question. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I don't know. <laughs> no maybe. shot here. Um, no, I was just like, maybe I should care about this horse. Yeah. Why you know why is
1: the horse here? And the other
3: one, fierceness really interesting. I think we touched on fierceness a little bit. Anyone using fierceness underneath here or, like
1: I tried to talk myself in to do it. And I and I don't blame anybody that does. Um because I when I a lot of times for races like this, I like to look at look at try to you know analyze obviously which is a great idea. To analyze the pace and who you think and like we talked about the uh, wide me up and it certainly fiercest could be that horse of like maybe gets the lead falters late who do you think is going to pass him to play that exactly the other way around or whatever you know yeah. I, I, that's how I kind of do it and so fiercest I think at the very least is a pace presence in the race Yeah. I also think by the way just to like, yeah. so before we move on I think the eight general partner is somewhat sneaky underneath I don't love the horse but I kind of went into it thinking you know whatever like he's an also ran and then the more I looked at him I'm like well I get like You like Timberlake, right? Mm -hmm. Timberlake went by him that day. But this is a horse that's got a ton of pace. I think that they know that. He's going to be a pace presence in the race. And we've seen weird things where that horse, like you said, maybe it's not line me up that goes really far. Maybe it's this one. Maybe it's fierceness. But I just think someone on this pace is going to hold on to this thing for a long time in this race. Yeah, ironically, one of the reasons I don't like your horse
3: is because of General Partner. Yeah, I don't (laughs) like
2: it all. No, and look. I, I, hey, and okay, I, I, yeah, I will yeah. say that because we don't we don't need to talk about this all, all night. I mean, we got one more race left. But I had the same opinion of you until I kept watching just Timberlake.
3: And then your opinion of me changed?
2: No, I'm sorry. The same opinion as you, not of you. I, but anyway, I, I, I just feel like, I don't know. I kept watching Timberlake. And I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe he didn't beat much. But he was really good in that race. He showed a big turn of foot. And if you go back and watch the hopeful that he lost to a horse, he never should have lost to. Yeah. That was another thing. I had a bad taste in my mouth. It was like, if you lost that race, you go back and watch it. He ran exceptionally well in the hopeful.
3: Well, you think about, I, I think about that race. And you think He's back to like hot. Forte almost. Hmm? Oh. You think about Sorry. Back, back to Forte yeah. almost where Forte in, in his Saratoga races there when he did like, the one that he struggled in specifically was pace dependent. Yeah. And it was horses that were forwardly placed that one. Forte was the only one that closed. In mm-hmm. that hopeful, it collapsed. And yeah. he was the only one that stuck around. Yeah. So it's that situation where you have the horse who is against the overall bias of the race. I mean, Nutella Fella, awesome I name. mean, awesome name. Comes from the class. Yeah. yeah. Dead last. And the whole time Timberlake was attending was within a length of the pace, the entire race going 22-44 and 4-1 and 10-4. So there's talent there. I just think Timberlake's better one turn than two. I mean,
1: that's... Okay, so before we move on, I've seen a 1,000... No, not that many, but a 1,000 comments about the one, the wine spirit I feel like we've talked about him a little bit, but they are talking about the one enough. I mean, do you... This is a horse that so you mentioned a second ago that, you know, if you like Locke, you got to like this one, right? Do you i mean are you, you think this horse could win you think this horse is can play and be underneath i mean a lot
0: of people are like there's a lot
1: of comments in here kind of surprising the amount of comments that have said they think he's the winner so i'm i'm
3: i think the 10's winning i think move is, is like i'm like i mentioned i play a press pick five i'm singling move right i have the one in second in this race yeah i think the wine steward has the ability like i would have wind me up in second if there wasn't so much speed <laughs> around wind me up but because of all the speed I think you're gonna get early I think it sets up really well for the wine steward Luis Saez very good at getting a tactical trip this horse has tactical speed it's gonna save ground on the inside has a kick late I think learned a ton from that breeder's maturity yep I I think the one is a huge shot here I just I just think the 10 is a really really good horse and that's going to be the to the detriment of the one
1: yep it's funny how you we can, you really can talk yourself into about any horse in here. That's why it's that good of a race. If you, if you don't have this, this a, is the whole can, weekend. That's the thing. Like, yeah, this is the whole. I, weekend.
2: I think I, this I, one more <laughs> though, so than some of the other ones. Are, but yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah I'm well, not you, you
3: can project so much more with two year olds because it's yes. like, oh, they're going to take a step yes. forward. Like, you can make up all yes. your your
1: fifty five bullshit. And you're going to be yeah. able to figure out who's going to be able to take a step forward. All yeah. right, so we've talked a lot. First pick, or I mean, our top pick here. You've got Moose. Right, Samich? Yeah, move. Timberlake for you. Timberlake
2: for me. Move
1: for me as well on top. All right, Samich, race number nine, the last Breeders' Cup race of the day. The grade one
3: Breeders' Cup. Juvenile turf going one mile over the turf course. First $1 million for
1: two-year-olds. There you go. Thank you very much. Mr. Samich, you got a field of 14 here. I think I mentioned a second ago. For whatever reason this is a race whereas in the, the Phillies is uh, juvenile Phillies turf has been dominant by the us this one is is the international playground this is uh, they yeah. dominate this race We see it year in year out seems like and you've yeah. got several options aiden um, has got a pair in here with uh, the two River Tiber and or and uh, what's the other one? Oh we get three a questionable but those are the two main ones and the mountain bear obviously in there as well. Um, to me, that's where you have to start when you handicap this race. I, you know, when I first looked at the pre-entries, I was between Unquestionable and River Tiber. I think with Ryan Moore opting to ride River Tiber. that's where I kind of landed with that one. But would you like to comment, Altman?
0: It's his fault.
2: No. I'm no. Not. Okay. <laughs> oh, your 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 turn, buddy. Look um <laughs> read your text messages Look
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a lot of fun race. I agree with you this is the international playground here. this is this is one where you've gotta like the international horses who are coming in. I, there's two in here specifically that I can give a huge shot unquestionable four to one Aiden O'Brien shipping in. I'm surprised this isn't the favorite I thought I thought unquestionable was going to be the favorite in this spot. Uh, River Tiber gets that honor the two the two horses here three to one also Aiden O'Brien Ryan Moore riding. I am like, okay, so first off, if Van D came over, that would have been your favorite. That's the horse River Tiber lost to the last time, mm-hmm. last two times. So, totally respect that. I've kind of fallen in love with Talk Talk, the three horses an American. I'm not sure Talk Talk can win, but this is a horse when you go back and you watch the last race, the Bourbon at Keeneland. The trip was absolutely brutal. I mean, it was stuck on the inside, had to weave yeah. through horses, got stopped again in the lane. And the fact that motion sends this horse back here after going in that race I think tells you how much faith he has in talk talk uh, so that's what I want to use underneath but but to me I, this really comes down to the eight unquestionable
1: and the two horse river Tiber on top and which which hero you like yeah I mean just to further that I well one I did go back and watch that replay of talk talk and it's insane I mean that horse I don't know if the horse is gonna win or not but never even ran a step really down the lane because no. couldn't run anywhere. We tried to. Try. I of mean, he tried several times. Yeah. He just kept getting stopped, and finally the last was just kind of like, all right, well, you know, another day. But um, for me, it, it's it's the internationals. It's the, the two Aiden you know, O'Briens. I, I look at those two as being um, just a notch ahead of, of what we have over here. And, and it, it's been proven over the years that when you have, when you have horses that look like this coming in, um, they're hard to beat. You know, and we don't have an extremely elite group of U.S. horses in this race. You know, we don't have that that Chad Brown horse or we don't have that, you know, that that horse that's kind of been, you know, rallying off wins left and right over here. We don't have a lot of that where we do have is some international flavor that I think is going to be tough to beat.
2: Look, I. I really thought Ryan Moore would ride unquestionable and I I thought that was going to be my horse. And then Ryan Moore jumps to the yeah, Yeah. And so I'm like, look, I I just had to go with that. I I think the two and the eight stand out. Listen, we talked about the the Phillies, the juvenile Phillies on the turf. America could win international horses could win a 30 to one could win. I I mean, that's just how I feel about that race. This race, I think it's a two horse race. I, I don't like, and again, they could win. Obviously, it's a Breeders' Cup. I don't love our horses. We're talking about United States horses in this race. I really like the O'Briens. I think they're going to put on a show. I went two eight. I, I think it's really hard to separate them.
3: Yes, yeah, as a space feel, right? Like where you have that horse coming over. And it does just, it's just the best horse, right? Yeah. Uh, But the last, who was the train wreck horse at Del Mar? Well, modern games. I mean, it's that feeling
2: with these two horses. Exactly. There's two instead of one. But it's, and again, I know like people, oh, juveniles is on the turf. Like we, we, we really want to try to get fancy here. Mm -hmm. But when it's, when it's that kind of situation, you have that feeling, you kind of just got to go with the horses you think are are the best. And and think even last year, uh, the, uh, the Aiden horse, and, uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head and Silver Knot, the. uh. The horse for Appleby hit the wire together there. And that was another situation. Those two horses just felt better than the rest of that field. And I, I don't want to be negative towards the United States horses. That's not what I want to come on here do. But I have not liked this division from us all year long. And I would be pretty surprised if we get this done. Victoria Road. Victoria so Road, yeah. And, and by yeah.
1: the way, Silver Knot running on the other car.
3: I know. I, and I'm, I did been not pick Silver
2: Knot. <laughs> did you pick Silver Knot? Ford. Fourth, yeah. Uh, I so just, yeah. Real quick yeah. question,
3: don't look at your forms. The high buyer figure for the Phillies of a North American horse was eighty-five.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That was uh the, the Sherry DeVoe Philly. What's the high cult figure in the US
1: or North American horses? 83.
2: Share 84. Carson's run got an eighty. See, we talked about yeah. we talked about it with She Feels Pretty, right? That 80 was also at Woodbine. Yeah, 85. and we always yeah. Pause it for a second. That's no offense to Woodbine, but that form is sometimes can be funky. And so 80.
3: 80, 80 yeah. from Carson's Run, who also, by yeah. the way, at yeah. Woodbine. Yep. And the, and the other one <laughs> That's is. What I 80, just said the, the Carson's Run, but so is. I thought you were talking about She Feels pretty as 85 is a Woodbine. Anyway, and endlessly, the other 80 at 70.
2: Who was it? Endlessly. The California. Okay. So Which like, you, it, is a California gonna, horse going to win that tournament? Is, it, is an 85
3: yeah. buyer going to win this turn Grace?
2: No, yeah, know, like, no, I don't. I, I would be sh- low nineties. Like <laughs> I would be, if we're sitting here tomorrow with an 85 buyer winning, we'll be pretty disappointed. Yeah. So someone has yeah. to jump up over
3: yeah. 10% from the North American contingent. And that's why, if you're going to take a shot, someone like Tok Tok, who's coming off a 68 <laughs> buyer is the, so like, take a, take a crazy shot. Don't take a shot where someone has to step up after they run
1: their best race. Yeah. Just for, uh, just for, let me look at the silver knot was, was the buyer. he got for that race. What race is that? Two. Right. Uh, he got a, an 85, and he got second. So I'm going to get, I guess, like an 86, 87 yeah. one the race they were to Yeah um And so we don't have I any mean, American horses going to have to run on fire. They've got to improve by 10%. That they haven't ran yet.
2: Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's hard to think they're going to do it in this type of setting. Yeah. And just
1: to further the point that I think we're all making uh, at this point. You look at the juvenile turf. It's such, I mentioned it in the the opening there, it's such a dominant European um, based uh, trend. You got 12 of the 16 year history have been won by the Euros. 12 of 16. And 12 of those 12 winners, uh, eight times were won by Aiden O'Brien or Appleby. Eight of the 12. Appleby doesn't have any in this one, but Aiden's got a few. And so to me, it just feels like Aiden's got the group over a barrel. It's just a matter of picking the. You know, for me, it's the
2: right crazy, one. <laughs> drywalls, yeah. right? That's why I played them both. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to bet a win on it. I think it's going to
1: be I think it's very it similar it? to last year, where you have the two that kind of separate yeah. the field, and you're just, which one is that? I, These are also not dead closers either. No. They're both
3: horses
2: that have
0: tactical yeah. speed, and if you're yeah. looking to
3: beat a European horse in one of these races, you want them to be slow. And you like you have to work a trip out with a big field, and that's, that's just not the case when you have these horses. They both are fast.
2: Well, now one thing I'll I'll point out because I saw somebody talking about uh, a, a Gate Road, Agate Road, however you said that horse's name, and you mentioned why is noted not in the turf well, when we're talking about the juvenile. Yeah. I think it's because they had this horse for for the uh, for the turf Agate Road, and, and I ran a board, and I think they thought we'll just split him up. So does
3: that make you move Agate Road upward?
2: I or... think for me it moved. I moved him up. I don't think he's going to win. I think this so his running style he will pick up some pieces. I don't know if he'll get third, fourth, something like that. I do think a lot of times I, at least in my opinion, closers kind of get hurt on speed figures. They never get those big speed figures. I think that might be part of the reason why his numbers are a little low. I think he'll run a little bit better than we think.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think I just, I think from the start, it's the way he was winning the races and kind of, you, you kind of naturally like, ah, uh, you know, like that's never, you can't you can rely on that every race. And so I've kind of downgraded him. Um, really, all, every start of his, like, eh, you know, I don't think that horse can do it moving forward, and he just continues to win. So, I, I'm kind of with you. I think picking up the pieces is as uh, far as underneath. I don't think that'd be out of question. If he were to win, I, I think I'd be somewhat surprised.
3: Yeah, I mean, you look at who I period, agree with that. Yeah. Like, it's it's that are thirty to one and twenty to one that ran second and third behind him last time. And so it's like, yeah. you know, do I really want to oh. take him at, at sub ten to
2: one here against a significantly more difficult field? Probably not probably not. no <laughs> I mean and again I, I I said I brought him up but with the whole fact that i I'm on the two eight
3: any interest in speed here my boy Prince probably gonna make the lead does does
1: he see a horse that can hang around for a long time
2: mm. no.
1: I, I don't have a lot of interest I don't know out, no. yeah I mean I am honestly I think I'm just I'm too fixated on these on the two euros there I, the two eight we talked about I just think these two. Um, are going to kind of do what they want with with this group. I do think, he, and we you mentioned a little bit, like if I was picking an a American horse, it'd be Carson Run, and I don't think that's like going on, on out of on limb at all. But you know, I, the horse has done very little wrong, runs well. I certainly think he could be, say, you wanted to play him, uh, uh, him in second or something. Maybe one of the euros fires, the other one doesn't, or whatever. Like I think that's possible. I think he's a nice horse. I just don't think he can win either. Okay. Can I
3: spin you one more too? Spin it, man. So once there was this European trainer oh gosh, okay. who brought over four horses to run in the Breeders' Cup model. Okay, His name was Aiden O'Brien. And he won with a 99-1 to shot that day. It was actually like 60-1. to <laughs> What about Mountain Bear? What about the other, other Aiden O'Brien? Both of the Aiden O'Briens. Yep. And you've got a third one. Why is this horse
2: here if the other two are so good? Great name excellent name yeah Yeah. i I think kevin b i think made that comment he's like i don't know that's weird it's really interesting that this
3: horse shows up considering like you both think aiden has this race over a barrel yeah yeah
1: he brought a third horse
2: no i agree i agree
1: and he just wanted the you know the horse to have a free trip over you know like the owners someone paid for well the owners he (laughs) didn't know know? uh no i mean that's a good point i honestly i I went through when i wouldn't the pre-entries, I watched every one of these international horses, and that was just one I, let's be honest, I never really liked whenever I watched, like, I don't know, like, I just don't think this, thing about him is, like, when he stepped up in competition, he didn't run particularly well, and he ran well on the last one, but that was on a synthetic surface, I, I mean, yeah. it's a good point, I just, I'm going to I'm going to let him beat me if he does.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I, just, I think it's – we always talk about the other, other Chad Browning. Yeah, you know, no. Right? Yeah. And this
3: is a situation where you guys both are dead set. These are the two best horses, and yet the trainer flew a third one in, too. I just think it's worth mentioning. Three it, for it's, one deal. It's not – it would be three for two deal. Uh, <laughs> it's not like Ryan Moore didn't ride that horse, too. Like, he rode the horse four times. And so who did he choose though, to ride this race? Well, I mean, I like the horse he didn't choose. So I'm going to tell you know, how, how smart he is. Um <laughs> But so at least you know this was thought of at the top stock of the O'Brien Barn if Moore's getting drops. All right, top pick this race.
1: Oh, it's unquestionable. Uh, it's unquestionable. It's just going
2: to that joke. River Tiber for me.
1: It's unquestionably River Tiber for me. So, uh, uh, all right, at least one of us will be right. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? We'll take it. Well, as long as one of us can say we're right. All right, so i got a question here. Um, that is that is the five races of the Breeders' Cup on Friday. Just keep in mind, we will be back tomorrow after the races recap and what we saw, um, and obviously we'll be looking at Saturday's races as well, uh, some, same, similar time. Uh, we'll be on live tomorrow as well. Uh, I believe, I, don't, I lost it, Kevin, there it is. Kevin wants to know, top pick, I think it's pretty simple, out of the five Breeders' Cup races today, or on Friday, who's our top yeah. play? I think it's... I mean, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow is the most likely winner. Muth is the best bet because of the price
2: difference. Yeah. Okay. For me fair.
3: personally. Yeah.
2: You know, I'll say the most likely winner tomorrow. I, I really think the nine Carla's Way is, if that price holds at six to one or close, I think that's a juicy price on a horse that I think she, if she fires her top race, I don't think they're beating her. So I'll go Carla's way.
0: see people talking about Carla's way having throat surgery. Does that affect anything? She had
2: it way back. I mean, in July, I think, or July or August. So I, I think she improved her when she had it. Um, You're not going to see a bump in this race because of it. Yeah. No, not, no, 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 no. no. Yeah. This, yeah, that's true. I A see, lot this of times, horses having
3: throat yeah. surgery is a positive thing it helps them yeah. breathe better
1: during the races. So you'll see that as a common issue if the horse is having any yeah. type of constraint in their windpipe. I'll say this, like, from a from a betting perspective, the race that I'm probably the most excited, it'd be close between playing in the straight tomorrow over Candy or playing in this one, uh, personally, the River Tiber over a questionable straight. I mean, I, I just think there's some, be- like, there's value in that, or in both of those. But, frankly, this one's going to, that exactly will pay, like, 15 to 1, at least. The River Tiger, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, it's like, okay, that's how you make, you know, that's how you do it, right? And I think you're getting six, seven, eight to one on, on the on the uh, tomorrow over Candy. And like that's what I get excited about playing those straight exactus because it's not a lot of value on picking her to win. Um obviously Muth is a great bet if you play him. Um but from an exact standpoint that's those are the two that I'm most excited to play on, on uh on Friday. So
3: what do you think the move into River Tiber unquestionable double pays? Um I think it pays can we get 20 to one. Yeah. If it goes 10, eight.
2: Yeah. I think 15, 15 at, at the 10, bottom, 15 52? at the bottom. Yeah.
1: 15 to 30 somewhere yeah. in there, depending on, I don't know, yeah. but I, again, and they don't at, what the, how the author bet on those two euros the, the, think,
2: yeah. out of all these races, the juvenile is the one I, I'm most confused about who's actually going to take money. Like we talk about morning lines all the time because we know John white. And I think that had to be one of the hardest morning lines to make. And I, I don't know. It's going to be odd. It's going to be really odd to see how that's been. It's just an odd race because usually in that situation, you put the Baffert as the favorite, but there are just so many question marks. Which one? And that's the <laughs> problem. There's two. Three. Well, there's two that you would make the favorite. You, and The two that you could potentially make the favorite. And so, anyway, it's just weird. It's a weird race. Anyway, we better get off here because it's starting to fade. Again. No, I don't like it. Yeah,
1: yeah we're going to leave. Yeah, uh, we've yeah. we covered all the races, so we'll uh... – the technicians out here, yeah. for right? We're
2: still, we're oh still God. doing it, but we're at like one bar. It Last time I did this, it faded out. So. I'm have it to, you don't imagine. No,
0: well
2: I'm I don't know. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. Wow, we're good. It's oh, good. You you, know, you've
0: little... been there the entire time. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they hear all the things I said there. Um, all right, guys, again. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the time we have. Check us out at racedews.com. Free picks. Get the Betting Bible. Go get the Betting Bible. All the picks we just talked about. Salma has got his top four in there. Altron, not got a top four in there. We also have the every bet how we're playing uh, on Friday and Saturday, of course. All the trends that I talked about, that's all included into the Betting Bible as well. So if you want each trend for each race, make sure you go check out the Betting Bible at racenews.com You get it for free if you are a premium subscriber or you can get access to that on its own. We'll be live tomorrow. What time are we going to be live tomorrow? Times the last post? I have no idea. Can know. we shoot for like eight o'clock? No. Pacific. It's gonna be no, let's just let's try to do something. Uh, last man. post is five o'clock. So we'll probably do seven o'clock. Seven.
2: Seven, yeah.
1: That'd be good. Seven Pacific tomorrow. Yep. Stay tuned for that. It's a very loosey, goosey time, but we'll try to stick with that and uh, magic Mike. Magic Mike Show, I'll let you plug it. Yeah, go check out the Magic Mike Show.
3: We've got a late pick five. We've recorded on Wednesday, get Magic Nice Thoughts on the Late Pick Five for Saturdays races. Uh it's a lot of fun. So make sure you go check it out anywhere you can get podcasts. Well, over on YouTube that's racing
1: news. I mean the, the voice is it's just so, so buttery, you know. Yeah. It, just, it, it just
2: I get that a lot. <laughs> buttery. <laughs> buttery. <laughs> yeah.
1: a, a yeah, that well, was thank on. You. Okay. Thank you. All yeah, right. You know what? Like, you know he's just not with the time. All right, guys. No. uh Clearly. Until tomorrow. I'm Jared Wall. Cheese Mike Salma. Cheese Brian Stoloney. The, they're an alternate. He's cheese shot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Comment. Yeah. Is He comments. He comments. He that didn't talk. yet what any I excited for your first premiere show. Oh yeah. Yep.
0: First time in California. First time meeting most of the dudes. Yep. Magic. <laughs> One. Yeah. Oh, so you're magic. One, okay. left. One left. <laughs>
2: One Magic's left. Yeah. yeah. The magic is
1: gone. We're replacing Magic with shoddy. I, think yeah. I don't know.
2: Did you bring the lidocaine? Oh, 100%. Good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time. Good luck tomorrow at the Breeders' yeah. Cup. We'll see you again tomorrow night. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Blinkers Off. Join our horse racing community at RacingDudes.com and follow us on Twitter at Racing underscore Dudes. Want to make money betting horses? Bet with the Racing Dudes.